Welcome to the 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's word and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that he has given us. Pastor J.D. Ambrosio here with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out at soh.church. Download our mobile app. Just go to your app store, type in Sound of Heaven. There's a free digital Bible on there and a ton of other great resources like an online community where you can talk with us, chat with us, join our live streams, and uh, just get involved with what we're doing over at SOH. We would love to have you uh, connect with us in that way. And if you're listening anywhere where you get your podcasts, like, share, subscribe, turn on your notifications. We don't want you to miss anything. So we are going through the Gospel of Matthew, and we are in chapter six today. I feel like we were in chapter five for quite some time because we were breaking things down in bite-sized pieces, and we are going through the Sermon on the Mount. So Jesus is dropping a lot of nuggets, and we have the benefit of having it all written down uh, by Matthew who took incredible notes. He had to do that because he was a tax collector. So uh, those skills certainly paid off. And uh, Jesus went through a lot. We're not going to recap everything uh, in the last chapter, but basically telling us what it's like to have identity in the kingdom. We're meant to be the salt of the earth, right? Gives this place some flavor. Uh, to help preserve this place, to be the light of the world, just like Jesus is the light of the world, and to let our light shine uh, before men. Why? So they can give God glory. And we just got out of uh, a few days where Jesus was breaking down some obvious sins and maybe some not so obvious sins, everything from murder to simple insults. And Jesus is saying, hey, if you want to walk in the fullness of the kingdom of God, you can act a little bit uh, differently than going around insulting uh, one another. And he is sharing how to deal with one another. And now he kind of turns as we get into chapter six into some of the habits that we have toward God and how to do these things in the right motive, right? Because we can go through the motions, we can go to church, we can pray, we can give, and we're going to go through some of these uh, and it's really not about, it is about what we do. So I don't want you to misunderstand me, but it's really more about the condition of our heart. We can do something with the wrong motive, right? Do something for the wrong reasons and not reap the rewards, not really be in line with what God wants us to do on the surface. It may look like it, but really what God is after is our heart. Cause if we can change our heart toward him, then miracles can happen in our life. There's plenty of people that are going through this world, putting up a facade, right? And it's really about what's on the inside. That's what God's concerned about. So we are going to turn our attention to Matthew chapter 6. We'll start reading here and breaking this down. And Jesus says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. 
but when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Before every service at Sound of Heaven, we uh, go into, it's, it's Colossians 3.23, and it says, everything that you do, Paul writes this, everything that you do, do it unto the Lord and not unto men, because there is a reward with God. And don't get me wrong, it's nice to be liked, it's nice to be admired, uh, but cultivating the image of righteousness is dangerous. It's dangerous because it, it there's a shallowness to that. What Jesus is getting at is to not do some of these things, one of them being giving, just so other people look at and admire you. There's a big difference between leading by example and wanting to be the center of the ten- of attention because when we do things for the approval of others their approval is your reward or you get right it says that when you do things when you give to the needy do not get do not not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. It says before that, that if we do things to be honored by others, we have received our reward in their admiration. Okay. We want to be respected, but Jesus is talking about really what he's doing. He's pointing out more so the religious leaders who wanted to appear so holy, so pious, and really to elevate themselves in front of everybody else, right? And Jesus is doing a lot of this, right? He's really chipping away at the Pharisees and exposing those that were in religious leadership at that time. See, what man can give you is limited. But what limits does God have? So when we do things to perform for others, if you think about it this way, we are really, really just serving their will and our will. And how many of you know that we're imperfect and others are imperfect? So sometimes what other people, what their will is, will cause us to stumble. And trying to impress other people and do things for them or do things in front of them to gain their admiration is not the way to go. I don't know about you, but I want what God has for my life more than what humanity can offer. And what God is really looking for us to be is just real. It's just flat out real in everything that we do. And not perform, not put up a facade, because that facade eventually breaks. That fake mask that we put on eventually breaks. And when, especially when you are, I don't want to say in a position of leadership, because it has nothing to do with being a pastor, but I, I will tell you uh, that when when you do serve and when people do look 
toward you for spiritual guidance. You want to be as real as you possibly can and be a good example and not try to overperform or impress them. Uh, because eventually, if they think that you are perfect and follow what I'm saying, here, if they think that you are untouchable or if they start putting more faith in you than they do in God, when you fail to them, God fails. And that's why a lot of people leave the church these days, right? You get a scandal. Some pretty horrible stuff can happen uh, with those who, you know, follow God behind the pulpit every single week. And sometimes, look, sometimes people are going to fall. You have to realize, and that's one thing I think we do a pretty good job with over at Sound of Heaven, is none of us are up there with the microphone. And we always say it, right? Just because we have a microphone doesn't make us any anoint, more anointed or blessed or anything like that than anyone else. You know, but we want you to know that we're children of God. We're servants of God. We're, we're normal people just like you. I fall. I make mistakes every single day. If you get to know me, you'll know I am far from a perfect human being. But what I don't want to do and I want to refrain from is is trying to impress you. If I don't know something, I don't I'm telling you I'm studying it out. I don't want to be your be all end all. I want God to be that in your life. You got to realize too that in the old covenant that giving was like the sign of righteousness. Giving was the way that they atoned for the sin. They would go and they would give. It was a transactional relationship with God. And Jesus was trying to shift that, trying to change that mindset completely. Let's continue reading. Verse 5. And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. So you see similar situation here that when you pray just to show people that you can pray. And we see this in, in churches sometimes, right? Somebody will get up and, you know, try to dazzle with prayer. And there are some people, man, they can lay it down. It's like the words just flow from them when they pray. You're right. And that's that's definitely a blessing. But again, and I, I don't sit there and, you know, arms folded, try to figure out, are they trying to impress me? Are they trying to impress God? Look, that's between them and God, right? I'll listen to the words that they say. I'll test the words that come out of their mouth to see if it lines up with God and lines up with scripture and or even, you know, test it against what the Holy Spirit's telling me. That's all healthy stuff. I'm not saying you sit there and just judge and see if somebody's real or not. Uh, you, you know, that's between them and God, but it's, it's also between us and God, right? Are we more concerned about what other people think than what God would want us to do? Let's keep reading. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their 
many words. Okay, so let's break down this babbling part, right? Well, let's go back a little bit before that where it says go into your room and pray. You hear people talk about having a prayer room. Jesus himself got up and he prayed every day for hours, right? His disciples would sleep and he would be praying. And you may ask yourself, well, why did Jesus have to pray? Well, Jesus, if Jesus is God, why does he have to pray? I get that question a lot. Jesus in human form was fully God and he was fully man at the same time. And his flesh, which he had emotions, he had desires. Scripture tells us he was tempted with every single thing that we've ever been tempted with. Everything. Yet he didn't sin. He had all these things, all the things that you feel, he felt. He just didn't fall. And a big part of why he didn't fall, of course, yes, he's God, but he stayed close to the Father in the human form. So he is the example of how to be and how to pray, which we're going to get into tomorrow, where he actually breaks down how to pray. And that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow, how to pray. And we're going to use a prayer that most of us know but we're going to break it down maybe a little bit different than you've heard it before. So Jesus is the example on how to pray because prayer works. And the more that we pray, the better off we are, but it's not because we are just going through the motions. It's not because we're just throwing out useless words or doing some sort of a, a a tradition that's impressing God. And that's what this next part is about as we wrap up our 1% here. It says, when you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of the many words. Now, it's not just you you see pagans, you know, okay, obviously talking about, you know, non-Jewish people and certain people. But really, if you see even throughout other parts, um, the Pharisees themselves are getting uh, – criticized in these areas because when they were they would stand in the synagogues right like it said they stand on the corners and they would pray out loud and they would pray these long repetitious prayers and they really just wanted people to look at them and say wow look at that guy that guy is holy wow that's not not what god wants god doesn't want us to be boastful and it's not the length of your prayer There are no magic words, right? God's not a genie. It's the quality, not the quantity. Paul said that he prayed continuously, right? Sometimes your prayer could be two, three words. Have conversations with God during the day, almost like you're talking to yourself, but you're not. You're talking to God. God is with you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Talk to him all day. Ask him questions. Just thank him. Tell him, I, sometimes I do. If I'm feeling anxious or something like that, I just stop and just say, love you, God. I love you, God. Help me help me get through this moment. Help me focus, God. I try to talk to him as much as I possibly can all day. You know, I some days are better than others, just like anything else. But the more I draw close to him, the more I realize how close he is to me. Amen? So, Don't keep on babbling. Don't use endless words, endless repetitions, mindless acts that were uh, sometimes it's used in vain, right? Empty or useless. And this is what it all boils down to as we close out. God wants a legitimate relationship with you. 
And you see in a lot of other faiths where it's like, well, go through these motions, light these candles, spin these wheels, you know, pray, try, you know, hopefully, hopefully you'll, you'll stir up something with, uh, with God. That's really saying that God is distant. God's not distant. God's with you. He's as he's closer to you than anybody that's around you at any given time. And he wants a real relationship with you. And that's what this is all about. This is not about impressing other people. This is not about walking around with your chest puffed out because you're so holy. This is not about, you know, winning points. God wants you to talk to him like a best friend. He knows every hair on your head. He even knows the hair on my head, which is how we know God knows how to subtract. (laughs) But listen, God wants to have a real relationship with you. So as you go out today, if you give, if you pray, do so to be intimate with God today. Just to be real, just you and him. Don't worry about anybody else. We see it on two sides as as we get into church, right? We see some people that kind of bottle up because they're afraid what everybody else is going to think. And then sometimes we see people that are just, you know, that are are wanting everybody to see how good they can worship, how good they can pray. And again, I'm not sitting there. I'm not sitting there picking out people, but this happens, right? That's between them and God. But now it's me talking to you. It's us talking together. Let's have, let's be real with God. Let's be comfortable talking with God and not worry about what other people think. Amen. So let's pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you that we are not going to be as the hypocrites are praying for the wrong reasons, giving for the wrong reasons. We want to give because we give from our heart. We want to pray to you because we pray from our heart, Lord God. And we want a closer relationship with you. So we go out today and that's what we aim for. Father, to draw close to you in every single area. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out, soh.church. Listening to the 1% Christian, 100 starts with one. And I'll see you tomorrow as we continue through Matthew chapter 6.